0: Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age Podcast, where we talk about our opinions and interests.
1: This is episode eight, where we're going to be talking about introverts versus extroverts. As we've mentioned previously,
0: Kyler is an introvert and I am an extrovert. My experience of being an extrovert is basically that I can write love letters to public events. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my gosh, so many people. Oh, thank goodness. It's so like recharging to be around people. Feels like being kind of like in a warm tub all the time. Of, of human beings and human energy <laughs> <laughs>
1: a warm tub of human beings why do I always sound like a murderer in these podcasts like seriously so I guess I'm kind of the exact opposite like for the most part I'm fine at big gatherings but they take a lot of like they take a lot of energy out of me and so when I get back to my house I'm like Oh, my blankets, my bed, my quiet, quiet room <laughs> with <laughs> nobody else in it. And um, mm-hmm. there like there are exceptions to those rules like there are people that I can hang out with that don't d- drain me as much. right. And there are people that do more. It's not really anything that like they can control, but right you know, there are just some certain people that don't drain me as much. So I guess that's probably the biggest difference. Um, yeah,
0: the most well known difference as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you recharge around people, I recharge away from people. Right. Um. So, kind of getting into a little bit of a current topic. How has how have you been dealing with being extroverted in quarantine? Because <laughs> you can't see people.
0: Yeah. So, there are times when being alone is nice, and Summer sure isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, right. For me, summer is like, go hang out with your friends at the lake and like, have a fun time, maybe go boating, you know, and have fun because school isn't happening. So you can meet up whenever <laughs> and usually later in the day, and not when you're sleep deprived. But <laughs> it's, it's been kind of, I mean, it's been really weird And a lot of the times I've been coping by just calling people a lot, which isn't, I don't like calling as much as meeting up in person, but it's a good kind of substitute when I can't. So I've been, I have regularly scheduled calls with people basically every day of the weekdays, and then I try and hang out with my family a lot during the weekends. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I have a regularly scheduled call literally every day now, so.
1: <laughs> good work. <laughs> yes. I know that sounds horrifying, but. <laughs> yeah, this is the only call I go to a week. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly like the one call that's like weekly. Unless we're counting my Spanish classes.
0: Yeah, I mean, but they're classes, so I don't think there is.
1: Yeah, but they're, like, one-on-one, so we end up having discussions in Spanish, so... Yeah, nice. You yeah. know, it sorta counts. It, like, half and half counts, because it, it's some human interaction, but it's also, like, I have to take tests and stuff in it, but... Those are my two calls a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I I have
0: giant Zoom calls. I know we're unsafe, but I'm... <laughs> We are trying to find a different platform to be on, but apparently Microsoft Teams is annoying, and then, like, nobody has Skype anymore, so. Yeah. I'll just try to get through. Yeah. But, um, I have been, sometimes I get, like, weird about social media, especially in texting. Like, I'll just be like, I want to meet up with people, but I really don't want to contact anyone digitally. Uh, so sometimes I'll just, like, hole up in my room and be, like, wallow in my own (laughs) self-pity. I'll just be like, oh, I wish I was with people. Uh.
1: Yeah, I do that, too. On the rare occasions that I actually do want to hang out with people, I just don't want to contact people. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And just, like, you could be with people if you weren't (laughs) doing this again. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you just need a phone break and... Just a day of, like, apparently painting and listening to an audiobook.
1: Yeah, solid use of a day. Yeah. Speaking of, listen to Good Omens. Ah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's usually my daily routine is holing up in my room and doing schoolwork and reading a book. And then, you know, I have, well, I do have swimming. So, that's, like, some form of contact. Yes, this is true. Yeah, when we leave and we get there, I have about a 30-minute, 25-minute period where I talk to people from a six-foot distance, and then we swim. So, I'm around people. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, how do you survive?
0: (laughs) It's just like, people are like water for me. I can't imagine going more than, like, three days without it. (laughs) (laughs) Like living alone is probably not an option for my future. I'm gonna be dorming with people till the end of my days,
1: yeah i I don't know. I've been like conflicted about this. like part of me doesn't want to live with people because I like being alone. Mm-hmm. But part of me is also like you're afraid of spiders.. <laughs> <And we'll- laughs> <laughs> cower in your room until somebody gets rid of them. And it'd be like, there are times when I do like hanging out with people. So I'll probably end up with roommates for quite a while. Yeah. But you just need a roommate who's an extrovert. So they'll be out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or at least somebody who either is an extrovert or is another introvert, but like people who understand that like, I don't like people as much. <laughs>
0: Yes, totally.
1: But it probably won't be that bad because I can still hole up in my room. So, <laughs> with my 17 cats. Definitely. Crazy old cat lady. Yeah, I am the definition of a crazy old cat lady. Except, I'm not allowed to have cats. So, Ugh. do you have a family member who's allergic? Yeah, my dad is very allergic to cats. Cats are the best. <laughs> they are.
0: Especially for introverts. I feel like dogs are like the
1: extrovert. animal. <laughs> yeah, They're so hyper. My brother really wants a dog. And my reaction has been. Oh but they're so hyper. <laughs> I'm just like no. I can't deal with something hyper. And he's like but cats are the devil. And they're boring. And they just lay around. And I'm like yeah. That's the point. <laughs> he He obviously doesn't understand. Where I'm coming from on this. Yes. So, what are the
0: advantages to being an introvert?
1: I mean, I guess there's the biggest advantage is like you. Well, I mean, the biggest advantage right now is that I don't have a need to be around people all the time. I mean, there was a point in time when I had no classes and I wasn't having something. So. Then my parents were like, Kylie, you need to go talk to people but <laughs> I guess that's one of the biggest benefits is right now I don't like I don't feel the need to be around people and I'm fine just being alone um another good benefit is I think you really get like you're comfortable being alone like right. I don't know how you feel, but I've met some people who are extroverts who like they can't be alone with themselves mmm And have a good time without feeling lonely and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas I'm perfectly, like, I could go out and just shop by myself if I wanted and be perfectly content. I could go out to a park by myself and read. So I guess that's probably one of the bigger benefits is I'm comfortable doing stuff by myself. Hmm. Yeah. But what do you see the advantages of being extroverted as? (laughs) Um... I
0: mean, I guess I just kind of the opposite. I feel comfortable in social situations. Like, I'm not scared to talk to people as much. Uh, believe me, I'm still scared of, like, strangers and all the sensible <laughs> things. But, like, yeah, just in social situations, like, uh, the start of school, uh, I love going to a new school and meeting new people, getting new social environments. And a lot of people don't like that, but it makes it easy to, like, if you're a professional network or just make friends in general.
1: Yeah, you definitely see where that would be a benefit. <laughs> but
0: there's definitely like disadvantages, like what you were talking about with feeling like you can just have a good time alone. I I used to have and I still retain some of a lot of uh, FOMO, which is fear of missing out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just like whenever I'm doing something by myself, I'm like, I could be doing something with people or I'm missing out on a conversation somewhere. I could be doing you know talking to people and getting more out of
1: my time I guess yeah that makes sense I mean it's weird because like I feel like I didn't realize there was another like I didn't realize there was another opinion about this for a very very long time yeah because I was just like I'm this way isn't everybody this way (laughs) because you don't right But then I started realizing that, oh, some people are more comfortable in social situations than I am. And some people don't feel the need to hole up in their room with books for hours and hours and hours on end without any social interaction. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Did you, like, have, like, a point in time when you thought, like, extroverts were the only... Like, everyone was just... Um, kind of (laughs) Everyone was (laughs) extrovert (laughs) Everyone... I mean, you if you knew the term extrovert, you obviously probably knew the term introvert, so you knew there was a difference, but... Right. Before um, we put labels on everything.
0: <laughs> well, I thought everyone was... I don't know, because my parents are pretty big introverts, so I would spend a lot of time with people, and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to the parenting conferences, I'm so sorry, child. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So, like... I was exposed to, like, a different kind of way of thinking about it, but I think I just enjoyed being around people so much that I didn't really
1: notice <laughs> if they weren't comfortable being around me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't say it's, it's probably, like, people aren't comfortable being around you. It's, like, I didn't get energy from it. Like... Right. You know, I like going out and hanging out with my friends. It's not like I'm completely insane and don't like hanging out with my friends. <laughs> Right. But it's like, I get, it's draining mm-hmm. to some extent for me to do that. Sure. Well, yeah,
0: like, one of the thing, the earliest examples of my friends being introverts was school dances. Oh. <laughs> that just horrified, oh my god, no. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, like, in middle school, basically. we got
0: introduced to school dances, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go, and I'm bringing all of my friends with me, and I didn't realize how many of my friends were introverts, and <laughs>
1: Just introverts
0: like, were pulling them places, and, oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are definitely, like, depending on the schools you went to and stuff, there were definitely positions that you could be in where you'd be more comfortable going to big gatherings. Right. Like, um... I'm trying to think. So, like, if we take... I act in a haunted house, which is Nightmare. And we all... There are, like, 170 to 100 actors per night. So, it's a big gathering. Mm -hmm. And we're all getting ready in the same area. Gotcha. Um, And so, the first few nights, it was more draining, more scary. And kind of like, I don't want to be in this room with so many people. But after you go a few times and you get to know people... Like then it becomes a little more fun and less draining because you know some of the people and you're more comfortable in the situation. Right. So you know it really depends. School dances though. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. A bunch of
0: mildly unfamiliar people, all sweaty teenagers.
1: Yeah. In an (laughs) area that you and I feel like dances are somewhere where people are tend to be more hyper yeah um and that just kind of adds to it I mean again there are different like spectrums of introverts extroverts Mm -hmm. I'm probably on the more introverted of the introverted spectrum right so that kind of is just like ah so many people (laughs) yeah Especially in, like, a situation you're unfamiliar with. Like, if you've never been to a school dance, being introverted in a situation you don't know with so many people. Yeah, exactly. A little weird. But you're probably like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) An unfamiliar situation, new people. Yes. I don't know how we're friends. (laughs) That's fair. It's good. That's fair. I would never leave my room if I didn't have extroverted friends, though. It's true. Because introverts were just like, "Yep, yeah, cool. I'll text you once every three months. <laughs> <laughs> all is good." Yes. That is Maybe one thing we'll... about
0: being an extrovert is I always end up organizing all the events with friend groups.
1: Yeah. Which so, I like... refuse to organize events. So this yeah. is. <laughs> It must be nice for all your introverted friends. I have more introverted friends than I have extroverted friends. Mm. So somehow I end up planning things if I want to do things. And I'm just (laughs) like, that's so much effort. And I have to coordinate stuff with people.
0: (laughs) That's fair. Teenagers are like the worst to set up things with, though. Because nobody has opinions and everyone's like, I should be available
1: then. And then... And then things don't work out. Yeah, Yeah. no, teenagers. (sighs) We
0: should do an episode on our hatred of teenagers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because we spend all this time criticizing teenagers, but we are teenagers. (laughs) Actually, there was another topic I thought of on the introverted-extroverted thing. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of expectation in society... That you have to be extroverted and outgoing and do all of these very, very social things. And then in school, you know, if you're not talking, if you're not putting your input, you're not doing well. Right. And so did you notice these things or like, did you ever? I don't know. Like, it's weird for me because I've always had to, like, pretend to be more outgoing than I really am in some of these situations. Hmm but did you ever like, but you probably didn't have to do that, did you? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I always got
0: commended on like teamwork abilities and like leadership and stuff like that, which is probably mainly because I talk to people. So I like rallied the group together and make all the introverts sitting next to me talk to, and make opinions and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, I never had to deal with that kind of expectation. But now that I think about that, that seems kind of annoying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Did you realize it was there before I mentioned it? No, not at all. I mean, mean, now that
0: I think about it, it's it's pretty obvious, but, like, I mean, I had had a lot of introverted friends who, like, I forced to do things with, um, like, going to school dances. And, you know, I'm sure they'll never forgive me, but... (laughs) Poor,
1: poor Uh, introverts.
0: Yeah, but I never noticed, (laughs) like, academically, they probably had to, like, group projects and things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the greatest teacher I ever had wasn't, like, or one of the greatest teachers wasn't, like, you know, anything special necessarily, Mm -hmm. but let me work on my own (laughs) for projects, like, He wouldn't necessarily force me. Like, if I went up to him and I was like, hey, I'm willing to do this on my own. Am I allowed to do it on my own? A lot of the times he would say yes. I mean, there were some exceptions, but that was probably one of the greatest, greater teachers is because I felt like he understood that whole, like, I don't necessarily want to give my input. I don't necessarily want to work in a group. Mm -hmm. And so I did get to do projects alone, which... Mm -hmm. Was, you know, when you're stuck in a school all day, which is Teenager City, (laughs) it's good to have alone time sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing that I always hated was presentations. (laughs) You.
1: You strike me as a person who would love presentations.
0: Oh, uh, well, okay. So, I got more acclimated to them over time, and in 8th grade I did and like an hour-long presentation on Mamma Mia. The stories I could tell you about that. Oh my gosh. An but hour? <laughs> an hour? <laughs> yes. People it people recorded the last half hour, but it was it was exciting. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really fun and we scripted it. We talked for literally an hour. It was great. But um I I always I I think I've gone from more ambivert to extrovert over time. So a lot of the times in elementary and middle school I would be just like no, don't make me go up and talk in front of a bunch of people. They don't want to hear what I have to say. Like, the thing about social situations like dances is that people actually want to socialize at dances. But presentations, nobody actually wants to hear what you have to say. And if you say things wrong, you'll be, like, immortalized in embarrassment
1: fame forever. Yeah, I guess there is, like, people are kind of judging you in a presentation situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, at a school dance, they're not necessarily judging you. Unless, yeah. you know, they're the mean people who, like, live to judge, judge people. You. Yeah. <laughs> they live to judge you.
0: In-group projects can be annoying, but I never thought of them as, like, oh, I have to talk to people. It was more like, oh, I have to get these people to work on something with me.
1: <laughs> yeah. For me, it wasn't necessarily, oh, I have to talk to people. It's, oh, I have to present and defend my ideas. In a situation where people are probably going to be talking over me, um, potentially arguing. Like, if you're if you're in a group project with like one or two other people, it's usually better. But like, if somebody I'm in a group project with somebody who's like very extroverted and very firm in their decisions, sometimes it's a little hard to be like, hey, what about if we do this? Or hey, what about if we do that? Right. Just because I'm not necessarily comfortable going like. Unless I'm good friends with them, like. Right, yeah, yeah. Not to be mean, but, like, if we were doing a group project, not that I think you would do this. You're pretty really good <laughs> about, like, making sure everybody's opinions get heard. But, like, if you were doing a group project and you were like, we're going to do it this way and this way and we're going to do this and that. um, Like, I'd probably be, be like, but what if we did this and then defend that idea? Yeah. But, like, if it was somebody I didn't know for schoolwork, I'd, be, I'd have more trouble defending that idea. But if it was, like, a group of, like, four or five people, then it gets more difficult because then they start having arguments and I'm just sitting there going, this is a pointless discussion. I'm just going to start working.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always hated that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Unproductive discussion. Unproductive discussions. Or when they got sidetracked. But, like, I'm not somebody who's going to be, like, snapping at them.
0: Yeah.
1: I just don't like making I don't like making social confrontations, I guess. Mm. I don't like honking at people when I'm driving. (laughs) My mom made me do that today, and I was just like, ah, but I feel so mean. (laughs) So, yeah, group projects, the death of me. (laughs) Honestly, that was one of the other reasons I left school, because people would just always make my work so long and tedious.
0: You should get a t-shirt that says, like, group projects, the death of the introvert.
1: I mean, I've done a little bit of reading about the introvert versus extrovert thing. I don't know. I've always thought it's a very interesting topic. Do you know if you could find an article about that so we could link it into the... Uh, it was a book, actually. Oh. Um, it was called... I think it was... Let me Let me look it up before I say something. Uh, so it's Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain.
0: Ooh.
1: It is a very interesting book. It presents arguments like it prevents both sides of like introverts versus extroverts. So it doesn't just explain why introverts are the best or like why introverts are cool and stuff. It explains how introverts and extroverts can learn to work together right. to benefit each other. Um, like extroverts are more likely to jump into a riskier situation. Um, like I think yes. it was like introverts predicted a bunch of stock market crashes, but the extroverts still just went for it and didn't necessarily listen. Um, okay. and so that's one of the biggest issues is you have the power of all of this money and companies and the power of these extroverts because they have the characteristics to get themselves to the top. But yet the introverts are the ones who can go wait, let's look at all of these and what is the risk, what is the benefit like, what is the risk and what is the benefit going to be and like, how should we take into account these different things? And so it was just a really interesting book because it explained all of these different perspectives. right? And how we can prevent a lot of economic issues by having more introverts in the top of the, like, higher up in economics. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very interesting book. I would definitely recommend reading it.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. When you said risky situations, I just thought of this one time when I jumped into a dumpster. What? (laughs) But, like, the economic system is far cooler. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I think you owe us an explanation.
0: <laughs> you no, it's the
1: say, mystery of the thing. <laughs> no, you can't just say, oh, it reminds me of the time I walked, jumped in a dumpster, and then just leave it. <laughs> Ugh. But I can't. No, I, yeah. I will
0: not leave you hanging on that one. So, there was this one time I accidentally... okay. In eighth grade, I believe I accidentally threw away something recyclable into the garbage and then I felt really bad about it. So I took out the garbage with a friend. Like I moved it and then I took out the garbage with a friend to the giant dumpster and we threw it in and it was again in the recycling and not the garbage. So I jumped into the dumpster, took it out and then ran
1: over to the other one. Oh my goodness! I cannot believe that. that's not as bad as I thought, but yes, no, it it was not like
0: <laughs> trying to escape the cops or like vandalism or something. It was just me being yeah. like not having enough brain cells to think, hey, maybe I could get this out by not jumping in the dumpster. Yeah, you know that would have
1: been the first thought, but you know. <laughs>
0: yes, I got I got laughed at for the rest of the year about that. That was fun.
1: Oh, and best believe you will get teased about that for a year more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't do that. Uh, I'm sure you could ask my mom about embarrassing stories from my childhood. <laughs> if you needed to. I need Please ammo. Don't. The blackmail needs to be returned. <laughs> the blackmail. You've probably already heard the worst of them. Okay, so, you know, you take risks by jumping into dumpsters. Good to know. I'll keep you away from them. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know I'm trying to think of what other weird because it's weird because the thing is I would consider normal to do you probably are like why would you do that Like, <laughs>
0: my dumpster jumping was a special line of reasoning
1: really <laughs> a special very reason. special line of reasoning <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not saying everything I do is completely logical either Um, I mean I've stuffed Cinderella's shoe up my nose Oh, what happened there? (laughs) That was the story from when I was five. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what happened? I had a doll, and it was like a Cinderella doll, right? Mm -hmm. And I was in Disneyland for my fifth birthday, and so I was playing with it. It was the day of my birthday and the day we had all of these big plans, right? Mm -hmm. And so, to this day, I still don't remember how the shoe got up my nose. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to start a story, for sure. But I got up my nose, and it got stuck there. Until so my mom, I got to my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, Cinderella's shoe got stuck up my nose." <laughs> we don't go. I stuck it up my nose. It just got up my nose. <laughs> How it happened? Mm. Complete mystery. My five-year-old self didn't do a good job remembering. Anyways, so then we were like, "Well, we're gonna have to take her to the ER." <laughs> so I get in the elevator for the ER. And then I sneezed it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Cinderella shoe story from my childhood. <laughs> so, that you is... know. Yeah. Wow. You jumped in a dumpster, I stuck still Cinderella's shoe up my nose. We'll find out who wins later. <laughs> all introverts can relate. <laughs> and I, I would hope all introverts cannot relate to that one. <laughs> I would seriously hope. That would be very, very sad
0: concerned for introverts around the world <laughs> yeah no kidding hey folks you're nearing the end of the podcast this is a reminder that this month's book is good omens by terry pratchett and neil gaiman you know the drill read along this month to know what we're talking about
1: you can contact us via email at the podcast at gmail.com or on instagram at teensaged. thanks for listening in this has been the teens Aged podcast with alex and kyler